this is Asking for a Friend with Kion Wolf, the podcast. I'm Kion Wolf. Asking for a Friend is an advice show taped at CT Improv's Underground Comedy Theater in downtown Hartford, Connecticut. There are three problems considered in each show, and each round is judged by three audience members sitting in the front row. The panelist with the most points at the end of the night wins a loofah, the loofah of truth. Why a loofah? Because it's a cheap prize, a ridiculous word, and you really should change your loofah every month, so I'm just doing my part. You're about to hear a problem from our October 2018 show, and our panelists were CT Improv performer, UConn student, and future high school English teacher Pratima Singh, Alexa Lefevre, the headmistress of Bourbon Rose Burlesque, and poet, editor, and teaching artist with the Connecticut Office of the Arts, Kate Russian. You should know there may be profanity and direct references to adult themes in this episode, and we're going to be talking about drug addiction, depression, and suicide in this one. Before we get into this, please know that you do not have to be at wit's end to ask for help and for help to work. All right, here we go. How much should I trust a psychic? Here's the context. I'd always wanted to see a psychic, and a dear friend of mine died recently and suddenly, and no one was sure if her death was intentional or not. I made an appointment with a psychic to try to find out. To get started, the psychic got a lot of stuff right about me, like really right. She told me I had a lot of siblings, I am one of eight, uh, that I dropped out of college, I did, and that I recently lost someone close to me. And I asked her point blank, did my friend want to die or was it an accident? You don't need to be a psychic to assume that opioids were the culprit, which she did, and she suggested that indeed it was an accident, fentanyl, and that she's okay now, she's at peace. But I didn't tell her about the email my friend sent me hours before she died. It seemed clear that she had given up. It was full of apologies for what she'd put her friends and her family through with her addiction, for disappointing us and herself. It didn't exactly seem like a suicide note, but by the time I got the message that she had died, it kind of did. So what do I do with this information? I want to hear that it was an accident. I want that to be true. Because maybe she wrote that email hoping that she'd get better, that she was recognizing that she was putting us through a lot and, and she was gonna try to improve her life. Not that she was saying goodbye. If she was saying goodbye, though, then I missed my chance at finding her, and I missed my chance at stopping her. Should I go to a different psychic to get a second opinion? If the information is different, how do I reconcile that? Do a psychic's insights even really matter? Alexa. In this country, I don't think we do a very good job of talking about death. We don't talk about death until death happens and then we're all devastated. And yes, we would be devastated no matter what, but I just think that we procrastinate and just don't handle it well. We don't talk about it. We have a lot of dancing around the subject. In this situation and in any situation involving death, I would say to this person or anyone who's struggling, do what's gonna make you heal. If you go to a psychic, if you go to 20 psychics, if you have a magic eight ball, it's not gonna matter because you're looking for an answer. You're looking for a level of certainty from someone who is no longer here. 
So take the information that you have, take the love that you guys had, and just do what's best for your heart. That's it. Pratima. I kind of chose to analyze um, what a psychic and like the institution of psychics and where they come from, um, like what it's become. You know, for me, it depends on what kind of training the psychic has. The overall militant Christianization that accompanied imperialism around the world devalue divination practices of ancient pagan religions. So a lot of people in modern culture are very weary of those who claim to have ESP with a movement that started in the 60s to embrace ancient culture and take parts of it that would be useful. Capitalism interfered, as it does. And, uh, you know, descendants of Merlin were exploited and turned into characters that um, have evolved into Vegas stage magicians and um, those who hiked to Adelphi in Memphis to speak with expert priests and priestesses who had clairvoyant conversations with the gods um, have reared ancestors who like to hike to the mini mall for a palm reading. Ancient Hindu astrologists who divined individuals' purposes from the stars. Now we share memes on Twitter. Your astrological sign is going to eat this for dessert. But psychics aren't new. Exploitation isn't new. What is new is that today's psychics have the knowledge on how to most effectively con someone into thinking that they're credible. So I would just say do your research on the psychic, um, come up with questions that you think will test their credibility, because as heart-wrenching as the story is, it's even more heart-wrenching if you consider that it could be a con. There is definitely something satisfying about finding that closure, and um, if you think that's what's gonna give you peace, go ahead. At this point, your grief is no longer about your friend, it's about you, what will make you feel better, and um, where will you get your closure from so that you can continue living on your life? Kate, what do you think? All right. Uh, at the risk of sounding cold, flip, and heartless, I focus on the trust issue rather than the circumstances of the person. And I think that the trust you put into a psychic should be inversely proportional to what the psychic is charging. <laughs> so the more the psychic is charging, the less I think you should trust them. And if they're doing it for free, go right ahead. There are many churches in the area, whether you are a believer or not. There are all sorts of noon masses for instance, there's a Lithuanian Catholic church on Capitol Ave, and you can go at 12.05 for 25 minutes. I guarantee you will feel better when you walk out. And I know that from experience. And I'm not Catholic. <laughs> this problem is multifaceted, right? We're talking about... It's sort of like what you, what you talked about, Pratima, is about how this is about you now. This is not necessarily about the person who's died. But what's interesting is the power and responsibility of the psychic, right? Or the person claiming to be psychic. Emily and I were at a party, and we were talking to a lady. And I, I wish I hadn't said it, but I'd had a hysterectomy a while ago 
which is great. <laughs> I recommend it to everybody. But um, I wish I hadn't said it because then I could have tested her. But we were talking. Towards the end of this conversation, the psychic gestured to Emily and she said, you're definitely going to have a baby in your lifetime. Now, we've had a conversations about um, whether we want kids or not. And for the most part, we don't. You know, in another lifetime, maybe you definitely would have. But all these circumstances, and who knows, maybe she will. But for the most part, we've agreed that that's not in our plan. And we're solid on that. And if we're not, we'll deal with it later. But as we were leaving the party, I felt kind of pissed off. What if we weren't as on the same page? What if we weren't as good as communicating as, as we are, right? That she would suggest in front of me and in front of our friends at this party, you're going to have a baby and be so confident about it. And if Emily were a different kind of person, what if that was a wedge between us that she created just by saying so confidently, you're going to have a baby? Like that, I felt like that was pretty rude. And it got me thinking about the power of the person claiming to be psychic. Um, and in this situation, this is really touchy. Like, this is delicate stuff. And so for the psychic to be like, no, no, it, it was an accident. She didn't mean to. It wasn't intentional. She's at peace now. Can you imagine if she said the opposite? And what if, she, what if this person had gone to another psychic and the, and the psychic was like, yeah, actually, she was tired. She was over this struggle. She was tired of letting you down. And so you'd get that information. And then what? So you've got these two. What, do you go to three, five, make sure it's odd, so you can have you know, one or the other, have an, a majority? In the end, why doesn't ever change anything? Even when you really do find out why, even if you do get the letter, or you find out the verdict, or you've got the evidence, the hard evidence, why doesn't change the fact that they're dead? So on that note, uh, the lady in the box. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, before you go, are there, are, anybody want to just pick up on anything I said? Can I say something? Yeah, Joe. I think in your case, was, was that uh, comment unsolicited? Yes. That, I mean, that's that different, too. Like, that's that would piss point. me that's off, great. too. That's a great point. In this case, the person was asking for... Nobody should do Asking for an answer. Asking not for a friend. Right. right. <laughs> asking for themselves. That's a great point. So the lady of the box will play a fanfare while the judges deliberate over who had the best advice. I was hoping you would play the theme from La Strada. <laughs> yeah. Julietta Messina. Yeah. Jesse, who did you choose and why? I chose Kate. I like the logic. You're essentially using the psychic as a mental health professional. And they're not trained in that. And a person of religion might be able to help you or a professional. Adam. I chose Kate for the same reason. I liked your advice about uh, inversely proportional to the cost. <laughs> I liked your advice about you can get help you know, in a lot of different areas as well. So I chose Kate. Janice. I chose Pratima. I agree with you as far as psychic and the history of psychics and that there are some really powerful, awesome psychics out there. And there are some junk. And I understand 
why people go. Um, and I understand why they need answers. I think it's important to appreciate that some of them may not be coming from a true place. But I also, no offense, I also like what you said. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm not I'm mixing things up. But um, as far as maybe the psychic was doing something as a gift to her, saying, understanding that she knew that's what she needed to hear. A round of applause for our judges. <laughs> all right, that's one problem down, all of them to go. Thank you so much to CT Improv in downtown Hartford for putting this show on. Check out all their shows and snag your tickets to this one at ctimprov.com. That's S-E-A-T-E-A improv.com. Thanks to our most elegant and beautiful trumpet player and the lady of the box, Emily Catherine Peterson. Huge thanks to our master stager, Joe Barber. Our problems and confessions are beautifully calligraphed in Osaka, Japan by Chris Gladys on our Instagram account at Asking for a Friend with Kion Wolf. You can see his other crazy beautiful calligraphy at MShades01. Our Facebook page is at Asking for a Friend with Kion Wolf, and a very special thanks to my Patreon supporter, Peter Gladys. Not only is he a big fan of the show and a consistent supporter, but he's also my dad. Thanks, Dad. Subscribe to this show, share it like crazy, and leave some reviews. That really helps the algorithm gods keep us from the hellfire of no new listeners. My friends on this podcast should definitely be heard. Let me know how we're doing. My email is kione at kionewolf.com. All right, thanks for trusting your problems with this podcast. I'm Kion Wolf getting a message. Yes, I'm getting a vision that you enjoy listening through to the ends of podcasts about psychics. Eh? All right, I'm going to go. See you at CT.